Welcome to the Work From Home edition of Market Week in Review for the week ending May 15th, 2020. I'm Sophie Antal-Joubert, and I'm joined today by our Chief Investment Strategist, Eric Ristabin. Hello, Eric. Good morning, Sophie. It's a pleasure to virtually see you like this. <laughs> yes, I, I, I've had a lot of virtual experiences. I'm ready for some real ones. I know, I know. We're all crossing our fingers. In the meantime, I'm hoping that we can pick your brain on three topics that have sort of been, been moving markets to a certain degree um, this week and get some insight from you on what should we be paying attention to? What should we not? What, you know, what's going to actually matter? The three topics I had in mind were one, um, economic data coming out of Europe. Um, second, looking at economic data in the U.S., I know that like we've all been tracking the jobless claims, so definitely want to get your thoughts on that. And then, late, and then, lastly, what were the market reactions to that, and what do you anticipate going forward? Sound good? Yep, sounds great. All right, so maybe let's uh, let's cast our eye first to Europe. How were things looking there, and what caught your eye this week? Yeah, well, economically, things aren't looking good anywhere. So that's, that should just be your base case expectation. You know, uh, again, we've been talking about it for, for you know, Paul Eidelman and I a lot for the last uh, two months, um, certainly the last six weeks, that um, you should expect the news cycle to be dominated by two things. And, and we're seeing that again play out this week. The first, is, as we're talking about, is the very negative economic news that we're seeing out of Europe. Um, it, it actually was a little better than expected in terms of first quarter growth rates out of Germany and the UK, uh, but both of them had negative um, growth rates in the first quarter. They're going to be even more negative in the second quarter. We know that. But, it, you know, confirmation yet again that there's real economic damage being done. Uh, it was, in fact, in Germany, the, the 2.2 um, drop in in growth was uh, the one of the it's this one of the steepest of any given quarter in the history well modern history of Germany and certainly since post unification of Germany so I, I think you, you've got that um, you know in the UK it was down about two percent but on the positive side of the ledger uh, you saw actually the economies begin to open up in much of Europe. I mean, they're just starting. It, it, it's, it's baby steps, which is, is appropriate. But for example, the big four economies, Germany, France, Italy, and Spain, all have actually opened up certain small businesses um, and begin to ease restrictions uh, across um, those countries. But, but broadly, that holds true basically for almost all of Europe uh, on a uniform basis. Uh, in the UK, uh, uh, Prime Minister Johnson talked about uh, you know, telling people basically um, that if they could not or it was impossible to work from home, you know, he was encouraging people to return to the workplace. Uh, and I think that happened on Tuesday evening. I may be wrong about that. But, you know, the reports on Wednesday were that the trains and bus systems in London uh, were full. So, um, you know, now that begins to get a concern over a second wave of infection. But, you know, it's important to note that we're seeing kind of life begin to return uh, to more of a normal level in, in Europe. Well, that's that's sort of hopeful um, and, you know, gives us hope here in the U.S. who, you know, are, are starting to also open our economy. So it's helpful to see how other countries are doing it and what the reactions are. Tell us more about what from an economic and data perspective was coming out of the U.S. and what picture does that paint for us? Yeah, it, it's bad news, too. Um, 
Another 2.8 million jobless claims uh, came out yesterday. That's kind of the headline number for, for the week. But the other numbers that came out during the week weren't all that encouraging either. Uh, retail sell, sales fell by 16.4% in the month of April. Uh, you saw uh, capacity utilization in the U.S. economy drop to an anemic 64, almost six, well, just shy of 65% from kind of in the mid-70s. Um, so you saw, you know, that's kind of, you know, factory, you know, and and a whole bunch of economic capacity utilization dropping dramatically, which is, again, not unexpected, but, um, you know, kind of a little bit sobering to see it actually reflected in the, in the news. Um, the National Foundation of Independent Businesses, which kind of is a survey that tracks current state of business for small companies and, and frankly, sentiment, it fell as well fairly significantly on the month, but actually with a little bit less than was expected. Uh, and in a kind of hopeful sign, much many small businesses in the United States actually are expecting business conditions to actually improve um, in the not too distant future. And I think that reflects the fact that similar to Europe, um, when you look at kind of a state map in the United States, 48 out of 50 states are actually easing restrictions. Now, in the cases of, you know, the West Coast of the United States, those restrictions easing are relatively modest. Um, in some states, though, you know, life is returning, you know, more closer to normal. Uh, and so you have, I think that's important to understand in the U.S. and in, in Europe that um, if you think about the, the, the negative economic headlines and the negative economic impact were all a result of increasing restrictions, um, there is an expectation when you start to ease those restrictions that you're going to see a subsequent in growth rate and improvement in economic activity. So, you know, I, I think if you look at where we are probably in the economic cycle um, in this next week or two, maybe this week, but kind of in this time frame, we're probably at the bottom of the economic cycle. Um, so, you know, our view is, is that as we begin to return to more restrictions ease and, and more commerce is actually being done, you can actually see economic data modestly improve. It's not going to get anywhere near positive in the second quarter. Second quarter is going to be a, a horrible, horrible number. Um, but I think it does set the table for kind of our central scenario, which is that um, economic activity begins to show modest growth in the third quarter and that, it, you know, without a second wave of infection, um, that that can be sustained throughout the rest of the year and, and kind of into the into the foreseeable future. Um, not maybe incredibly robust growth, but a return to growth, which means economic data, um, even though it's, it's weak, should be getting better in the in the in the not too distant future. So, Eric, that's helpful perspective on the economic data today. What have you seen in terms of markets? What part of that economic data are they reacting to? And obviously, markets are always looking ahead. So what do you think that markets are anticipating? What's your read on that at the moment? Yeah, actually, the market reaction has been very modest. Um, you know, the as we sat here this morning, I was doing a little, you know, calculating the back of an envelope. The S&P 500 is down a little over 3% for the week. Uh, the stock 600 index in Europe is down a little bit, like two tenths of a percent worse than that. Uh, the emerging market index, the MSCI emerging market index, is actually down only about 1.2 percent this week. So um, <laughs> all of them negative. And 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 I think that uh, it's also important to understand that that all of, basically every stock market in the world has traded in a relatively narrow range for the last almost six weeks. There has not been you know, as much volatility as we got used to in, in, in the, the month preceding that, 
Um, we're actually seeing very little real significant volatility over the last month. And the, the markets have traded very much in a rain bound um, way and without a lot of distance between the bottom and the top of that range. And I think that's just what's that showing me is what the market is. It's getting basically what it expected to get horrible economic news and kind of improving news on the viral outbreak. And that 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 expectation the market has um, is kind of close to probably, I think, our central view, which is uh, things economically are going to begin to start getting better in the not too distant future. And, and hopefully momentum will begin to, to actually build on itself. I think this week, the, the modest negativity we saw in the markets was probably an expression of, well, oh, no, now we're actually beginning to ease restrictions, right? So it's something we were looking forward to for a very long time. And as often the case, when things that you look forward to happening start happening, you begin to worry about what happens next. And I think this week, the market was probably worried about, you know, as the market, as the economy's open, that second wave of infection. Um, so I think that's kind of that dynamic will be on the minds of the market and, and policymakers and, and, and governments around the world um, is that, you know, can you balance economic um, uh, expansion and economic recovery with protecting the health and welfare of your citizenry? And I think that that's the tension that we're going to see play out over the next you know, six or seven weeks as, as economies begin to open. Yeah. Always looking out for the next thing, right? Um, well, Eric, that's all we have time for today. But thank you, as always, for your insights and for joining us. And thank you for joining us, too. We'll be back again soon. Mm-hmm.